Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Junior Bridgman, Sidney Moncrief, Joey Devine, Marcus Johnson, Urson Ilyasova. John Keen, Quinn Buckner, Alvin Robertson, musical guest, the Violent Femmes, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me. Uh, your host of Randall Rock, Joey Devine. Temporary host, Joey Devine. Temporary. I'm here with temporary guest host. What? No. I'm here with permanent co-host, Sean Keane. Sean, how are you hey, doing? Jo- hey, Joey. How's it going? <laughs> uh, uh, we're, reco- we're recording this on 9-11, and I just want to say, shouts to Kyrie Irving for walking home that day. You did it, buddy. Wow. I wasn't going to take it there, but you did it. You did it. Look, he he's the only NBA player that is a hero of 9-11. That's probably I, true. Is that right? I mean, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's... <laughs> I mean, good for him. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not even mocking Kyrie Irving. It, that, that's scary. It's scary enough to walk home to New Jersey when there's not a disaster, right? Yeah. Like, uh, there was a plotline in making the band about how hard and scary it was to walk to Brooklyn from Manhattan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now imagine I mean, to get cheesecake. Now imagine walking to a different state. Uh, uh-huh. Dylon. Think about that, Dylon. 
Um, wow, that would have yeah. Come on, Dylon. We <laughs> care about the troops. Um. All right. So starting it off hard with nine eleven, we might as well go to some less depressing news. Uh, business stuff. Uh, um. Once again, follow us on Twitter at Round Rock Pod, or email us at our new email roundrockpod at gmail.com or uh, follow us on wait or like our Facebook page that's what I was looking for like our okay. Facebook page yeah Ball Rock Podcast follow us or if you want stickers contact us at one of those places if you want to run our Facebook page because we're too lazy to do that mm-hmm. run us uh, hit us up there also if uh, you have any questions, we always want reader questions. Hit us up there. Um, yeah. We're naming we, fantasy we teams. <laughs> we're naming fantasy teams for $1 or a five-star iTunes review. It's uh, true. Um, so uh, We'll also, I believe we'll also name pets. Oh, yeah, but that's, isn't that more expensive? I forget what uh, we said. A child is $2. A child's name is $2 or a five-star review okay so a pet would be a dollar fifty uh yeah yeah a pet, a pet is a dollar fifty uh yeah and if you want to we will also name cars and boats a boat mm-hmm. is five dollars though because clearly you can afford that yeah a plane is ten all right um, <laughs> let's go to the news This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. You have you have some news stories for us. Let's uh I do. Sh- let me t- walk us through let, these. Let me let me just preface this. There's not a lot happening in the NBA <laughs> right now. A lot of people are are finishing their vacations. Kevin Durant on a podcast said that Young basketball players don't want to wear Under Armour. And it was just kind of a thrown-off comment, but Steph Curry felt the need to talk to him about it. And he said he said he didn't believe that was the case. That was sure. the whole, That's the whole story. <laughs> um, I actually, look, normally I would side with Durant here because he's more fun to side with. But when I heard that on that podcast... Mm-hmm. I audibly said, come on, man. It seems like every time Durant does one of those podcasts, the the prevailing story always ends up being like KD has some problem with Steph or Nike has a problem with Steph. And it's just like, just lay off the guy. You know what I mean? You're saying lay off KD? No, KD should lay off of... KD should be more careful about those kind of stories yes when it comes to steph i think specifically i i'm gonna even say that's like the only thing steph actually cares about like don't don't say that he's soft Mm -hmm. and then don't make fun of under armor like like he he let you he let kd be a huge nike athlete in this team where he'd locked it up under armor all the time mm-hmm. i mean granted there's a big anta presence because of china clay but that's it um 
So yeah, uh, at least for Under Armour, just back off. That's why it really sounded like Steph was like, stop doing that specific thing. Steph is, uh, I we're, we probably sound like such massive Steph homers, but like, to me, like, it's such a big thing for Steph to like not care about Durant coming to the team. Yeah. Uh, and also kind of take a back seat in everything. He complained. He he went an entire season without complaining until midway. Like, um, could I maybe touch the ball more? <laughs> yeah. I just think that there's that's one place where it's like, could you not take shots at Steph Curry? Because even if that's not what you meant to do, that's how everyone is going to read it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, like there's some stuff that people are sensitive about. Don't. Yeah. Anyway, I don't. I guess I don't think it's going to break up the team, though. No, of um. course not. <laughs> but I, I am like, and normally because Steph's like a huge dork, I'd be like, whatever. Yeah. But like, this is one thing where it's like, could you not take a public shot at me for no reason? Yeah. Uh, so the difference between this and if it had happened on the Cavaliers was, this would have been a comment on a podcast. Um a workout video where someone was mouthing the words to a commercial for their shoe and then a bunch <laughs> of vague uh, tweets back and forth. Steph just called Kevin Durant personally on the phone and then mentioned it in passing when he was questioned about it weeks later. So it's boring and it's not what we come to expect from the NBA, but mm-hmm. it's also like what a human resources yeah, director it, would have done. It, it's like a, it's actually the grown up way of dealing with this. <laughs> Boo. Well, we don't like that on our show, but no, of I course guess that's not. probably good for the Warriors. All right, Sean, what's our second news story? Our second news story is that Tim Duncan came out of his uh, semi retirement and seclusion only to, you know, normally he only appears on. Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson's podcast and at the Spurs training facility. But he wrote a piece for the Players' Tribune urging people to donate to Hurricane Irma, which devastated uh, a lot of places in the Caribbean, especially uh, the Virgin Islands, where Tim Duncan is from. Uh, He donated $250,000. He offered to match donations up to a million dollars, which he had already hit over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, But more important... In that article, he said, Chef Boyardee was my guy, which was uh, just a great phrase, uh, because <laughs> apparently after Hurricane Hugo, when Tim Duncan was a teenager, uh, he ate a lot of Chef Boyardee, and it was great, and it made him uh, eternally grateful for donations. Uh, but also, Chef Boyardee was my guy. I can definitely hear Tim Duncan saying that. Uh, yeah. I mean, here's my question. Do you think Bruce Bowen uh, feels betrayed because he thought he was his guy? Yeah, I mean, Bruce Bowen is like a Chef Boyardee can that fell off the shelf and landed on your feet right as you were just trying to move into shopping position. Like, it's like a dirty, <laughs> a dirty, dirty, jagged can. That's what it really is. Although this does make me think that this, with the Isaiah Thomas feature, the Players' Tribune 
getting on the Pulitzer shortlist now. Oh, for sure. I mean, I was worried they were going to pivot to video and have to fire Richard Sherman and Tiger Woods and Danica Patrick. I mean, Danica Patrick, she's the glue behind the players. But apparently they're going the other way. They're going, like, super high-end long form. They're going after The Athletic, I believe. Ooh. They're going to do it localized, and they're going to have um, specific player, journalist, editors in your area delivering t- delivering targeted news. So is the, the Calgary Players Tribune going to be only Flames players? Um, and, like, rodeo guys for a year? <laughs> I don't know. When we, have, when we have Will Weldon on the pod, we will, we will ask him about Calgary. Yeah, we should. We only know one person from Calgary, I think. Hey, if you're from Calgary... Let us know. Uh, hit us up, roundrockpod at gmail or at roundrockpod on Twitter. We want to hear from our <laughs> Calgary listeners. I want to hear about that rodeo. Yeah, me too. Stampede, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last thing, Sean. Yes. You got before we get to our central division preview, which I forgot to say is what we were doing today. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Um, yeah, uh, Ohio State University. In Columbus, Ohio, the the uh, they wore LeBron James cleats for their game against Oklahoma this weekend. Wow. Uh, what do you think happened when LeBron James faced a powerhouse uh, from Oklahoma? Ooh, Sean, that is. Uh, I don't watch college football. Uh, so, Oklahoma but I'm... won. <laughs> Boomer Sooner, baby. <laughs> and uh, you know, Ohio State has a lot of talented juniors on their team. Mm-hmm. And do you know what those juniors have to do, have in common with LeBron James? Uh, they're leaving They're leaving Ohio, Ohio next summer. <laughs> it's going to be the end of the line. And they can't keep their cleats because that would be considered a payment. So college football is evil. Though entertaining, but... <laughs> Um, okay. Should we get to our division preview? Let's here? go to the division preview. Robot division preview drop now. Round ball rock division previews. The Atlantic, the Pacific. There's a Northwest, right? Basketball brings us together. But over-unders will tear us apart again. All right. Uh, thank you, Robot. Uh, let's start at the Chicago Bulls, Sean. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Last year, their record was 41-41. and 41. They had a point differential of plus, oh, uh, plus .4, excuse me, and their expected win record was 42-40. and 40. Um, They said goodbye to Jimmy Butler, my vets, Rajon Rondo, Isaiah Kanan, and Dwayne Wade in a few months. Mm-hmm. In, though, they they are bringing new players in. Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Lowry Markkinen, Justin Holliday, David Nwaba, and Quincy Pondexter. That's right. Um, so I believe there are two of those players that aren't hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, you had two questions here, and yes. then I will, I'll ask my three questions. Okay. Um, okay, so just just a question. What's a sadder name? Chip Loman 
which is the son from Death of a Sal- the worst son from Death of a Salesman, uh-huh. or Gar Foreman, the president of the Chicago Bulls? Uh, it's Chip Loman, but it's close. Gar yeah. Foreman sounds like the name of like a a super like a like a Superman character from the like fifties. Right, where, where they were like, oh yes, uh, a new a new man from Krypton has appeared, Gar Foreman. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, like like the, there should be a hyphen between the R and the M in his last name. Yeah. Gar Foreman. Or- yeah, like oh bizarre, oh bizarro GM. What does he do? Well, he sells draft picks and trades for injured point guards. Good team, good team trade for healthy point guard and buy draft pick. Also, is he the only person who's ever had the nickname Gar? I've never heard of another Gar. No, because it it sounds like a mistake. Like he is he is from the. I mean, you know what he looks like, right? I do know what he looks he like. He looks like a Gar. <laughs> And his name is just Gar. It's not a nickname. His name is right, Gar. Right, that's what I was going to ask, is I think his name is Gar, Sean. Not, it's not a nickname. Yeah, I just realized <laughs> that looking up his picture. Um, I don't think anyone chooses to go by Gar. No, and, you know, his parents are named Ken and Janet. Mm, great. Why is he named Gar? <laughs> Is oh, here's a crazy thing. Was it like a birth certificate mistake? Did they want to name him Edgar, but they right. just accidentally wrote Gar? I the, or like Gary, and it got like, it was Gary Foreman. Would Derrick Rose have a championship ring right now? What if? Oh, here's an even crazier question. What if his name was pronounced Gare? Like, it was short for Gary, and uh-huh. he's just never wanted to, uh, like, correct anybody because yeah, he's, he's such a... So he's got no backbone. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's just a... like, I guess my name's Gar now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then like, Fred Horman keeps promising that he's going to correct people's pronunciations, and then he's, like, real quiet when it happens, and someone's like, hey, what's the right name to pronounce? How do you pronounce... That got Mr. Foreman's name, and he just bolts the podium. Did you mean Fred Hoiberg? What did I say? Because that was a hilarious mistake. What you did said I say? Fred Horman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This team. Oh, yeah. All just right. trust Fred and Gar to get you out of this mix. Like, oh. They sound like, like the saddest strike breakers of all time. Like, they came out of retirement to bust the union. <laughs> All right, I didn't expect to talk about Gar Foreman's name that long. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Sean, what's your second question? Um, okay, will the Chicago Bulls commit to tanking, or will they continue to thwart every one of their fans' wishes? I don't see how it's possible that they win. <laughs> so, but also, I don't know if it's a conscious commitment to tanking. Yeah. The I guess the question will be is when and if they buy out Dwayne Wade. Right. Cuz if they make Dwayne Wade play every game, that means they're trying to win. <laughs> well, 
I mean, the thing that jumped out at me, though, is just looking at their ins and outs, it feels like the team is shattered, right? Does oh, it, yeah. But but if you look at the guys who are leaving, like Jimmy Butler is a legit superstar top ten player in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, like like how, ma- how many wins is Jimmy Butler worth by himself? Like eight? Eight a year? Probably, yeah. But then you look at the team and you're like, well, they outscored their opponents last year. They're only losing <laughs> Rondo and can't like and, you know, like not that not that Chris Dunn. I don't I don't really expect them to get much at all this year from the guys they got from Butler. Like Levine's out. Dunn was rough. Markinen's a rookie. But like those guys are probably worth a win or two. Right. And then uh, Justin, Hall, I don't it, even know. Like I, I guess I just don't see how I imagine them in my mind, which is just like a trash heap of a team. And then you mm-hmm. look at them on paper, and you're like, they're not that different. <laughs> like, like obviously Jimmy Butler is a big loss, but other than that, they have they just didn't lose very many players. That's all. Well, what is missing from this is they did trade Taj Gibson midseason for an injured point guard. Um, oh, that's right. So Taj Gibson and Doug McBuckets are out. Yeah. And Cameron Payne is also out. Um, and Taj, I mean, Taj Gibson is a not a great NBA player anymore, but he's serviceable. Uh, yeah. So that might explain some of why their record was okay last year. I don't know, man. The I just think I just think they're not they're not even tanking right. That's that's yeah. all. Like like it's they true. they're not they they can't find Robin Lopez a home. <laughs> He's well, still the other, good. The other funny thing is uh I like Zach Levine. I think he's maybe his ceiling is as a like super Jamal Crawford esque six man or like J.R. Smith. Um mm-hmm. but they traded for him, and now they have to decide whether to pay him this summer. Oh, right. So they're they're already looking <laughs> at his extension. Yeah, they not even like they didn't even trade for a young enough guy where they have him for the on the cheap for a while. So, so do they? Is he? <laughs> so Zach Levine is somebody that is potentially eligible for a rookie extension, but they have to do it before the season. Yes. Okay. But also, he's also a guy who, if he rehabs correctly and then they let go to restricted free agency, will easily get a max contract. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly when you want Sacklamine. He is eligible for a supermax still because he was traded on his rookie During deal. his rookie deal. So that's yeah. important to remember. <laughs> Uh, who do you think is the oldest guy on the Bulls besides Dwayne Wade? Robin Lopez? Yeah. How old do you think Robin Lopez is? 28? He's 29. Yeah. He was actually younger than I thought, weirdly. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, like, basically it's Holiday and Lopez are 28 and 29, soon to be bought out Dwayne Wade's 35, and then everybody else is 25 or younger. Wait, Miritich is younger than 25? Oh, Miritich isn't listed on their roster because he's not Right, because they haven't signed him yet. That's right. Which, well, they have to sign him. 
I mean, I, ha- I I could not tell you like what's the correct amount of money for that guy to get. Ten million a year. Really? I think so. Yeah. I mean, but who's gonna give him that? The Bulls. <laughs> So, but even even Miritich is only twenty six. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, the qualifying offer is seven. They must have given him the qualifying offer, right? No, he hasn't. They are still fighting. But I mean, they they've extended it, right? I, I they must have. Okay, but I don't think he's going to take it. The qualifying offer is seven point two. Um. That's very weird. He has three agents, and one of them is named Igor. He also... It's Igor. Um, He also (laughs) hasn't gotten... He's a player who has gotten worse every year he's been in the league, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, and... I don't know. Have you you watched much of Miritich? Uh, Yeah, he's bad. Every time I see him, though, I'm like... Man, if he was just on a different team. <laughs> but when he well, came to the, when he came to the league, what was he supposed to be really good at? Shooting. What's and he's it? Not good at shooting. No, his he's, he's not he's not a great shooter. No, he's supposed to be like a super stretch four. And he shoots. And he, he shoots thirty five percent from three point. Yeah, that's range. not that's not good. No, and, and he he's takes bad at everything else. He takes yeah, a and lot. He shoots of them. constantly. <laughs> He took 5.43s a game last year, and he hit 34% of them. Uh, having said that, I still think he's going to lead this to, this team in scoring. <laughs> <laughs> what if he mentors? Maybe maybe Lowry Markkinen can mentor him. Because like, he's been through Eurobasket now, and this 19-year-old can try to like get Miritich back on track. <laughs> The other weird thing is the Bulls. This Bulls team really reminds me of uh, like a Warriors rebuilding team because yeah. you've got this team and you're like, wow, they are pretty bad and capped out. Like, except what would happen if this was a Warriors rebuilding year uh-huh. team is uh, what would happen is Chris Dunn would be really really good, and then somehow they'd lose him next year, right? In like some would... like weird. They're like, yeah, like, the, weird it, rule that no one knew existed. <laughs> yeah, it's you guys don't know about the number five pick carnival that occurs every twenty five years. <laughs> and they'd be like, no, we don't want. Oh. Yeah, they're like, oh, guess what? Chris Dunn just uh, he's <laughs> he's on the Hawks now. That's yeah. how it works. <laughs> I forgot to mention that they lost Joffrey Laverne in the offseason, too. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Um, here's my question. Excuse me. Here's my question, Sean. Uh, how much longer... Actually, this is going to be three questions. Okay. But answer them one at a time. Okay. How much longer is Fred Hoiberg the coach of this team? You know, it's weird because a lot of it is based on his incompetence, but mm-hmm. I don't see any pressing need to fire him this season. <laughs> like right. again, it's not it's just not clear if they're going to try to be terrible or not. Okay, question 2. How much longer is John Paxson the GM? <laughs> I mean, 
until Jerry Reinsdorf dies? <laughs> All right, next question. How much longer is Gar Foreman the president? <laughs> I mean, until the NBA ceases to exist, I think. <laughs> Uh, because the fans are already putting up billboards that saying to fire all these people. Um, by I believe maybe their problem is is didn't they put the billboard by the United Center and not near uh, Comiskey Park? Wait, which billboard? The fire guard pack. Oh, billboard. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean that's where you should put it. That's where he like. Could. Yeah, Jerry Reinsdorf would be way more likely to see it if it were by where the White Sox play. So my next question for you, yes. Sean, is are there any other disappointing young point guards you'd like to see them pick up? Oh, my God. So they've they they had Isaiah Kanan, who they lost. Cameron Payne's foot is broken. Michael. Oh, I guess Michael Carter Williams left, too. Yeah, he's gone. Um, God, who would fit in well? Archie Goodwin, unfortunately, uh, is is a blazer now. I um, have a name for you. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Trey Burke. Oh, he would thrive there, right? <laughs> well, and he's a Michigan guy, too, and they kind of like that. Trey Burke would be good. Uh, could Nedevich, Nedevich come back? I, I think Nedevich is gone forever. He's gone forever. Um... <laughs> I mean, it seems like a great place for Brandon Jennings to to maybe start a comeback, like join that team on a series of ten days in January. Uh, he's he's in China. Oh. <laughs> he's taking too much China money for that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Trey Burke is the guy. Trey Burke is <laughs> like he's really perfect for that too. I mean, Chris. <laughs> God. Somebody else has just been kicked. Calderon is is a calf. They they were. He's too also slow. old. <laughs> oh, but I I do I do have a prediction of who is going to join that team in about a year. Oh, who? Reggie Jackson. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my final question for you, Sean. Yes. Uh, is wow, this team is depressing, right? It is because it's <laughs> okay. So who on the team? I guess. I mean, it's not as depressing as it could be because I could see, like, you look at Markinen and you're like, I could, you know, like, you can imagine how that's a player, right? Sure, yeah. But then everybody else, it's like, Zach Levine just makes me nervous, even though I like him. But, yeah, it's like he could be a sixth man of the year sometime. And then (laughs) it's hard to know who you're pulling for. And... I mean the 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 amount of front office stability for a team that has really not won anything is sort of astounding. Like they made one conference finals. Yeah. And Paxson's been the GM for I don't know a long time. A long time. All right, Sean. Now it's time to be bold, Canelo. Ooh. Canelo, be bold. What's your be bold prediction? My not that be bold prediction is that they're not the worst team in the league. That's, but I I feel like I've explained that. That's I don't think that's particularly bold. I think, I think that we're gonna have uh, a Scotty Pippen incident at a game. <laughs> I don't know what it's gonna be. 
but it's going to be like a fight. It's going to be like he flips off it. He flips somebody off, and there's a TV camera. He throws a drink on somebody. Uh, some kind of possibly alcohol feud fueled, but I'm not. That's just totally speculative, uh, and that maybe leads to an embarrassing Scottie Pippen incident. Uh, my be bold prediction is that they are going to trade Robin Lopez midseason for something that is going to be very dis- depressing for Bulls fans. Ooh, that is a good prediction. Um, they are not going to enjoy whatever they traded him for. <laughs> what if it's like? <laughs> I think it's going to be like they they some like maybe. Pau Gasol has a nagging hamstring or something, <laughs> and he goes to the Spurs in exchange for Rudy Gay. Like that—that's the right kind of yeah. trade, right? <laughs> All right, let's move on. The Indiana Pacers. Ooh, oh, we have to do our over/under. Oh yeah, sorry. Over/under for the Bulls, twenty-one and a half. Sean, what are you doing? I'm picking over. I just don't think they're going to be that bad. Like they're going to suck. They're going to be horrible to watch, but. Uh, they're not. They haven't torn it down enough to get to twenty-one wins. Is a very low number, and they're just not quite that crappy. I don't think. Um, I think I'm gonna take. I think this. I wouldn't bet on this because I think it's about right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there are going to be worse teams than the Bulls. But I think there's going to be a lot of like twenty-win teams this year. Um, I guess I'll take the over. They feel like like a twenty-two win team to me. Twenty-three wins. Yeah, it's just what what I would say is if if they win twenty-one games, they would be a game better than Brooklyn last year. That that was the worst. The worst team in the league won twenty games, and that seems last year's Nets team seems like a significantly worse team than this year's. You know, and the, the Brooklyn Nets two years ago won 21 games. So, I don't know. Yeah, I it, I wouldn't bet on this, though, for sure. Uh, oh, I mean, can, cause it can you imagine close. how much, it would drive you crazy <laughs> to, to bet on this, too? Because, like, you could, there's something to be said for betting on, um, just the little gambling tangent, um, really crappy college football teams or NFL teams, that's kind of fun to to bet on, like, over two and a half. Or yeah. I think last year you could have bet Kansas. Uh, I think their over-under was one and a half, and their first game was against, like, uh, an FBS school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, like, if they won the first week of the season, that's fun. But, like... Sweating, it's too many games in the NBA. Like, even if they go over, they're going to go over in, like, you know, around St. Patrick's Day or yeah. something. And that's just going to be awful to watch. <laughs> so, I feel pretty confident, but I would hate betting it. All right, let's go to the Indiana Pacers. Their record was 42 and 40, their mm-hmm. point differential was minus 0.2, so about mm-hmm. even. Yeah, uh, their expected win percentage was forty and forty-two, so they were actually two games better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said goodbye to PG thirteen Paul George, mm-hmm. CJ Miles, Monte Ellis, Rodney Stuckey, and Kevin Seraphine, uh, Snakey the Snake, Kevin Seraphine, mm-hmm. uh, 
And they brought in Victor Oladipo, Corey Joseph, Darren Collison, Boyung Bogdanovich, Demodis Domas Sabonis, TJ Leaf, Ike Anabogu, and Damian Wilkins? Isn't he like 43 years old? He's 37. I I thought it was like a ceremonial contract, but no. I, I don't. I don't know. It it is a signing they made. Maybe it was listed weird, and he's going to be an assistant coach or something. That seems more likely to me because it feels like he also hasn't been in the league for a very long time. <laughs> uh, no, I mean he's <laughs> he he was playing for. I mean, he's been playing. When when was the last time he was in the NBA? He was the in the Thunder NBA. like three years ago. <laughs> he was on the Sixers in. He got waived in training camp in 2013. Uh, he he, <laughs> you know what's great? He was in the D League in 2014 15, mm-hmm. and he got selected to the Futures game. A game he played in when he was 35 years old. <laughs> uh, he got a non-guaranteed camp invite after uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist got hurt. And then he's been playing in Venezuela. And so this sounds like it is more of a training camp invite, possibly. But no, he's playing. He is there to play. Uh, yeah, he played, in the, he played in the D-League all year last year. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Love of the game, man. Love of the game. Yeah, the guy, whatever, man, but but weird. Yeah, really weird. All right, uh, Sean, you have some questions. I do have some questions about these Pacers. Okay, was Larry Bird any good at being a GM? Um, apart from finding Paul George at number 10 and accidentally hiring Frank Vogel when Jim O'Brien got fired? Uh, I think he was a good GM. Um. I mean, you know, he's like a uh, like a Jeff Petrie style GM where he had like a he put together a very good team and then also didn't really know how to dismantle it correctly. Um, But that, you know, he got David West for very cheap. He drafted Roy Hibbert. Mm -hmm. Uh, He traded for George Hill, which arguably wasn't a a good trade. Yeah, that's what (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Like. If you just had a a less active GM than Larry Bird. He drafted Lance Stevenson in the second round. Like, there are worse GMs than Larry Bird was, for sure. Um, Yeah, it's just, I don't think he's very good. You know, he traded Ron Artest for Peja. That wasn't very good. (laughs) Traded Brad Miller for Scott Pollard. Um, Traded Al Harrington for Steven Jackson. Um... I mean, he was the GM for how many years? He took over in 2003. And, I mean, he had multiple... There were multiple teams where they were either the first or second best team in the East. They just didn't ever make the finals. Well, I mean, he, like, inherited a great team. And then it fell apart with the malice of the palace. But, like, he's not... He's not really making any moves that are... (laughs) You know, the big swindle where they get our test is before his time. Most of his time, they're pretty mediocre, and he's there forever. 
Yeah, I don't know that. It's to me, what happened to them was a weird shift in the NBA that happened incredibly fast that no one saw coming, which was uh, their young, dominant defensive center Roy Hibbert all all of a sudden was useless in like a season. Yeah. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that's their fault. I just think he was there for so long with so few results. Like, it's not like he took over in 2009. You know what I mean? He was six yeah. years in. And just, I don't know, It's it just seems like it's a lot of, you know, he made that, he made one of the greatest trades in Golden State Warriors history. It's true. Uh, and... <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of really mediocre stuff that happens. Yeah, I would say that's fair. My defense of him is that I think the Hibbert thing would have fucked 29 NBA team, other NBA teams too. Um, but I mean, it's but like like he got that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like he gets credit for drafting him late, but. I don't know. Man. Yeah, but I mean, he was really good. It's just more of uh, a weird area where it's it's just more of a weird era where the verticality thing that Roy Hibbert did was never a part of basketball, was a part of basketball for two and a half years, and then wasn't anymore. Yeah. I don't know. That's such a weird thing, the verticality thing. Yeah. I'm just it's it's just shocking he was on the team that long. And Larry Bird also made that disastrous Plumley and Gerald Green for Scola deal. I mean, to be fair, he was trading away a Plumley, and I can't, <laughs> I can't come down that hard on that one. All right, um, all right, I don't need to rip on Larry Bird that much. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I think you do though, because you have a second question. Oh, I do. Yeah. Uh, do you think does Larry Bird regret driving that Indy car in New York City right after they got eliminated from the playoffs? Yeah, like three days before he quits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't think Larry Bird regrets anything. I think that's part <laughs> of Larry Bird's entire steez. Ooh, that's a good that that is actually a great point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, I don't think he regrets driving that Indy car. Okay, I guess it's my question. It's time for my questions. Mm-hmm. And I really only have two. What does Lance Stevenson have up his sleeve this year, Sean? <laughs> oh. Um, wow. Because he's Lance... going to play a lot. <laughs> it's. it's uh... Yeah, I mean, he's not going to play point guard anymore, unfortunately, because they added two point guards. So Lance will not be running the one. I think he's going to play a lot of power forward on this team. I think that's his power reinvention. Wow. I think so. Like I could see I think Lance Stevenson is going to do that Ron Artest and Sacramento thing mm-hmm. where suddenly he, you know, definitely doesn't do steroids or anything, but just mysteriously gains like 30 pounds of muscle <laughs> and is like this is me now. Um I think he has up his sleeve Three game winners and one arrest. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on. My last question. I thought that was very funny, Joey. I was just drinking water, and it was very <laughs> hard for me to not spit on the recording equipment. 
All right. Uh, thank you, Sean. Uh, so my question is, oh, man, this team is more depressing than the Bulls. Uh, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe not more depressing, but it's also depressing, correct? It's, it's depressing in a very similar way, too, because <laughs> they have, like, Lowry Markinen's, uh like, more disappointing American cousin, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your Be Bold prediction, Sean? Canelo, Be Bold! My be bold prediction is that Club Rio becomes an official sponsor of the Indiana Pacers. My be bold prediction is that uh, we are talking about Miles Turner as a snub for the All Star Game. Wow! Well, that's because I think his numbers will be crazy. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to average like twenty and ten. All right, Sean. They're over under thirty one and a half wins. What are you taking? I'm interested in this. I'm I'm a little affected because I'm I'm a little influenced because I do want to disagree with you as well because mm-hmm. I think we've agreed on them. I I'm going to pick like a slight under. I could see them being like a 30 31 win team. I would would and probably will like to bet the over on this Pacers team, Sean. Mm-hmm. I think they are going to be totally mediocre. And win like thirty five games. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I I understand that. It's just I, I think you could really see a lot of these guys they picked up. Uh, you could have a lot of guys fall off a cliff, basically. Yeah, I think that's fair. I just always lean towards young teams lose a lot, and uh, mediocre teams are full of guys like Darren Collison, Corey Joseph. Uh, Victor Oladipo, Thad Young, uh, Al Jefferson, like, and I think Miles Turner is going to have a big year. Yeah, it's just a lot of dudes who are like, <clears throat> I guess Corey Joseph is a lot younger than I thought. Now that I'm looking at this, yeah, but but like Darren Collison seems like a guy who maybe his skill set is not going to age the best. Yeah, no, I would say that's fair. I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Nate McMillan gets fired. But, uh, but yeah, actually, that's I... sort of an argument for you if he does. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I would say that's fair. Do you think Joe <laughs> Young's going to be able to focus this year with, uh, no. with Paul George? <laughs> with that... I mean, he won't be filming as many Gatorade commercials, so I guess that's a positive. Yeah, I guess he's but... got a lot more time on this <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on. Yeah. Um, the Detroit Pistons, Detroit basketball. Uh-huh. Uh, last year they went a very disappointing thirty-seven and forty-five. Oh boy! Um, their point differential was minus one point one. Their expected win was thirty-seven and forty-five. So nailed it, Stan Van. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> Build a uh, fucking wall around that sports book. They said goodbye to Contavious Caldwell Pope, Marcus Morris, Aaron Baines, Bino Udry, and uh, they said hello to Avery Bradley, Luke Kennard, Langston Galloway, Anthony Tolliver, Reggie Bullock, and Jason Maxiel, 
who they also immediately said goodbye to. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, um, so, Sean, why don't you walk us through the questions you have here? So, Jason Maxiel signed a one-day contract with Detroit and then mm-hmm. retired, so he could retire as. Um, is this the lowest caliber player to do a retire as contract. And again, no disrespect to Jason Maxiel, like a big part of that franchise for eight years, but mm-hmm. not really who you're thinking of. You know? Right. They're not going to like retire his number. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe they will, but yeah, he's uh... not on the heat, dude. They've got, <laughs> uh, Yeah. It's pretty it's definitely weird. When you told me this last night, I you tried to make me guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Who it was and I did not come anywhere near guessing Jason Maxiel. He's in this weird um it's a very weird Pistons era where when they win in 2004, it's this team that feels like it has a lot of growth ahead of it, mm-hmm. but it's actually getting both Wallaces on the decline. And, you know, Chauncey Billups, at the point they win the title, is has been in the league like seven years, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so he's in, he's in that weird class of, like, you know, he and Tayshaun Prince and Rodney Stuckey were probably hanging out together Yeah, Amir Johnson. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> they keep unexpectedly losing in the conference finals, and then suddenly... Ben Gordon and Charlie Villanueva are there, and it's like, oh, no! (laughs) It all fell apart! Uh, I actually guessed Ben Gordon before I guessed Jason Maxiel. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We probably should have done that on the podcast, actually. Yeah, I should have done that. His was too... (laughs) We had a little bit too much downtime last night. Uh, (laughs) Do you think Ben Gordon's jersey is retired in Joe Dumars' office, though? (laughs) <laughs> uh no the only thing retired in joe dumar's office are those cell phones oh yeah uh <laughs> but one right. of them does have ben gordon as its background so <laughs> all right sean what's your next question uh my next question was how much more valuable would andre drummond be if this was 1997 uh i think it's about the same amount of value because Dude doesn't try hard. Like, I have never went from being high on a player to as low as I am on Andre Drummond in one year. Maybe ever. I think, see, that that's kind of something I wanted to look at because I think that perception is overrated. And I'm not sure if it's because the Pistons talked about trading him because... He still had the best rebound rate in the NBA last year by far and the best offensive rebound rate. And maybe like it could be a um, I don't want to call it a Russell Westbrook situation where he's just allowed to get all the rebounds on the team, but it doesn't feel like he's not trying. Um, I would agree on when it comes to rebounding, he tries, but on defense, he's a nightmare. He's like he does not try on defense. Like, when it comes to, like, he's a guy who is athletic enough where he should be able to um, show on the pick and roll and do stuff like that, and he just doesn't. He just dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think he's an outright bad defensive player? 
Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, um, he's not the rim... He's also, like... He's an okay rim protector, but he's not, like, the rim protector. He should be DeAndre Jordan, and he is not. Yeah. I guess is the problem. Um... And when you also shoot free throws that badly, which I, I understand your point in 19, saying 1997, he'd be worth more. But yes, I was so high on him. So why? What? what and changed, now I am not. So what changed last year? He stopped trying last year, but he was trying before. Yeah, I think that team that team was so uh, depressed last year Mm -hmm. i mean they kept having team meetings where they were yelling at reggie jackson which we'll get to that Uh uh-huh uh we'll get to that later Um, i guess i guess what i'm thinking is anytime that public perception changes so dramatically over the course of a year i wonder if that is an over because i just wonder what what did we really learn in one year that is different from Andre Drummond the rest of his career. I just was so... I thought he was going to get better, and he has not gotten better. Yeah, I mean, I just it, it's just weird looking at the difference in 12 months. Yeah. Because it's a guy that, you know, turned 24 a month ago. And it's... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's... I guess there's high expectations, and the team was, was a real bummer last year. And he's the... He's the the top dog. Yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't want to have him on my team at this point. Yeah, I'm just I'm just curious about it's such a huge shift and it's not like that much was different in what he was doing. Um oh oh also my follow-up question is what do you think Rick Barry would recommend that Andre Drummond do? Um Ooh, I don't know. I mean, it's Maybe not... he'd ask him to like pass more. Yeah, I just kidding. <laughs> he'd want him to shoot uh, underhanded free throws. Underhand free throws—the only thing Rick Barry cares about, except for Which, soap operas. If I were look, I think and I personally think the underhanded free throw thing is uh, kind of overstated as to how much easier it is, um, because. It's but because it's a different motion that like basketball players actually aren't used to making with their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were Andre Drummond, I'd try it. Why not? I mean, it's not like he's. You know, people always talk about Shaq. Shaq never shot under fifty percent from free yeah. throws. Like Andre Drummond's shooting like thirty-seven percent, and also his regular. Upright shot is terrible outside of three feet anyway, so it's not even like, oh, this psychological thing is really challenging him. Like, no. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Anyway, let's move on, I guess. Uh, here's my question. Is it time to fire Stan Van? I think you, I think you give him one more year. Yeah, I they're think gonna, that's fair. I mean, not to, not to spoil anything, but I still think they're probably a top eight Eastern Conference team. Like they're the they're the eighth team we've talked about so far on this podcast and uh, in our previews, and there's mm-hmm. definitely four teams that are worse than them, undoubtedly. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you know, it's the Eastern Conference. You only have to beat seven teams. Yeah. Uh, all right. My next question 
is everywhere he goes, his teammates have problems with Reggie Jackson. What do you think he does that makes people hate him so much? Okay, so so Oklahoma City got really mad at him because he was was pointing and talking trash during uh-huh. a game against them. Yeah. Well, no, but they were mad at him when he was there, too. They wanted him traded because he like would write on his shoes that he was better than Russell uh, than than Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, when you Google <laughs> Reggie Jackson problems, the first thing that comes up is a, a story from a Detroit newspaper that says, Reggie Jackson admits that he had dark days. <laughs> Which is like... <laughs> that feels like a little bit of a cry for help. I wonder if he's like... I, th- I think, like, for sure, he's always leaving food out. Yeah, like, that like that's was a, more what I was looking for. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's like the NBA's puck from the real world. Right, right, right. Like, like <laughs> snot rockets. Um, I bet, I bet it's a lot of like adjusting his jock and then touching food in a common area. I bet he has a lot of real signature kind of inside jokes and movie quotes that he really goes hard to. I could, I could see him like just. You know, like they're they're making jokes, and and he's like just describing a Jamie Fox routine from fifteen <laughs> years ago, like like uh, watching a Nick Cannon special with no headphones on the bus. He'll here's what I think he does. I oh. think he spoils Game of Thrones before the rest of the team has watched it. <laughs> yeah, like he was behind that HBO hack just so. <laughs> Just so you know, guys. <laughs> Don't All get right. too attached to Rob Stark. All right. My next question for you, Sean, is... Yeah. God, this team is depressing, right? <laughs> they they really... <laughs> Another team that, that, like, you know, is pretty mediocre, but also you're like... Well, that's a lot of long-term salary commitments, you know. <laughs> now, granted, granted, that is not really the case with the Bulls. Like once once they don't have um, Wade anymore, yeah, they they have like a normal team. But also, them. didn't they only sign Wade to like a two or three year deal? Yeah, yeah. I, I just mean yeah. he, he takes up like twenty percent of their cap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, but, Sean. What is your be bold prediction for the Detroit Pistons? Canelo, be bold. You know, my default was that Reggie Jackson's going to fight somebody, but I don't think that's. I don't think that's. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, this is a, this is a real a real wild card. Be bold prediction. First team all rookie Luke Kennard. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I think he's just going to play a ton on like a really mediocre team that. He's still going to play a ton on that team. Uh, my be bold prediction for this team is that at some time, at some point in February, I'm going to turn on one of their games on League Pass and think, "Oh yeah, I forgot Henry Ellenson was a person." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Henry Ellenson is very confident about the team going <laughs> forward. Uh, He's he's really been working on his core. Uh, he said he learned a lot from Benno Udry. Mm-hmm. 
and he thinks the 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 east is wide open for them to do it and uh he also says that Andre Drummond he's never seen anyone who is as skilled as him yeah right okay all and right mainly uh, it's just Andre Drummond constantly blocks Henry Ellenson's shots in practice <laughs> which yeah okay um all right Sean they're over under is 38 and a half boy what do you think is gonna happen there um i think that as weird as all their moves are um i think they i think getting avery bradley even though it's just for this one year is going to be really helpful and uh you know they've they they seem like they had kind of a a pretty rough bench before Uh and it seems like they might have uh a little like like they have guys who are gonna play a little more defense i think their defense could be good this reminds me a lot more of a stan van gundy orlando team than the previous incarnation is it because they have an obnoxious duke guy yeah exactly that's what they needed (laughs) they needed like 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 now he's got a fake reddit and um i think they're gonna play like I don't think losing Marcus Morris is really a loss at all, as long as it means that they play Tobias Harris more. And I think they will. So I just imagine them playing much more of an Orlando lineup where it's like uh, one of, you know, Avery Bradley and then two other guards playing Mm -hmm. Tobias Harris and Andre Drummond. That makes a lot more sense to me than Tobias Harris playing the three. Um, so are you taking the over or the under? Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. I'll be taking the over. I think they're gonna I think they're going to be a like forty win seven seed. Okay. Uh I am taking the under. I don't like any of these players. Uh Sean, let's go to our ad read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we've got we've got a new I'm pretty excited about this sponsor. This is a sponsor from the medical realm. Um so, ever since he was a little kid, Jeremy Lin's parents wanted him to become a doctor. But his basketball talents was too much to ignore, and Jeremy pursued a career in the NBA instead. Now, Jeremy Lin is finally making his parents' dreams a reality. Introducing the Jeremy Lin Clinic. Uh, listeners, the L in clinic is capitalized and the C is lowercase. Um, they treat a variety of maladies, like Lin's sanity. They have a great medical staff that'll medicate you for that uh virtual insanity which is when you can't stop watching highlights of the 2013 houston rockets while listening to jamiroquai uh there's linflammatory rheumatism which is when you get your ankles broken trying to d up uh that happens a lot and then um linfantile <laughs> neurosis which is when a baby gets worried about guarding jeremy lynn Oh, and who could forget, 10 years ago, when the terrible avian virus arrived from the east, the bird influenza, uh, also known as the H1N1 virus, sufferers had an unstoppable cough and an even more unstoppable crossover drivel. Jeremy Lin's clinic will focus on those. The one thing it won't treat is Lin continence, because the Nets are going to take a shit all over the Barclays Center for 41 games next year. And insurance at the Jeremy Lin clinic is very cheap. Well, it's very cheap for the first two years, and then the next two years get wildly expensive. It's to make sure you don't start getting your medical care from Daryl Morey. Now, Jeremy will be personally assisting on all the procedures, well, 
realistically, he's going to miss about 40% of the surgeries, but then you'll be left in the capable hands of Sean Kilpatrick. Or, for the budget-conscious healthcare shopper, you can get completely affordable coverage with a very small copay as long as you consent to have the procedure videotaped. It's called DHMO Russell. That's a good plan. Uh, sign up with code JESUSISLORD to get your first month free. You don't have to have Lynn-herited diabetes to know this is a sweet deal. They also have Linsulin. The Jeremy Lynn Clinic. All the doctors are black. So... Thank you, Jeremy Lynn Clinic. That was a weird tagline that they had, but... Yeah, what a strange ad read, huh? That is maybe our weirdest tagline yet. Huh. Um, also, while we were doing that ad read, Sean, uh-huh. uh, Roundball Rock received a tweet that we need to apologize for something. What happened? <laughs> I forgot to put the poll of what is James Dolan doing up last week. Uh, what is James Dolan doing right now? I forgot to put that poll up. And uh, the listeners are demanding a poll. So I will put that up today, and then we will have the winners for both polls in our next episode. Great. Great. Sorry about that. <clears throat> um, all right, Sean, should we continu- continue our division? Previews? Oh, yes. Let's let's keep everything central. <laughs> all right uh we've got two more teams uh these should be the top teams in the division so hopefully they'll be less depressing uh the milwaukee bucks their record was 42 and 40 their point differential was negative 0.2 uh their expected win was 40 and 42 uh they said goodbye to spencer pizzagate hawes <laughs> Uh, they said goodbye to Michael Beasley and Jason Terry and Jabari Parker for half the season. With he tore his ACL late in the season. Um, they said hello to no one of consequence. Hey, James Young, DJ Wilson, Bronson Koenig, who I think played uh, uh, Balky Bartokamus, mm-hmm. and Sterling Brown, who I think is on that show. This is us. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he played Christopher Darden. Um, uh, so, Sean, you have some questions? Yeah, uh, this is a more serious question. Actually, I'll ask the, the other question. If they need a fourth center, could Andrew Bogut return and play with Delhi? Uh I mean, I guess he could, but um, I don't think... I don't want Andrew Bogut around Giannis at a tempo. Uh, it seems like Andrew Bogut's, uh, constant cynicism and, uh, new conservatism, uh, might poison Giannis. I don't want that. Get him away from here. Get him away from Giannis. Okay. (laughs) I mean, he's going to be in Milwaukee volunteering for Scott Walker anyway, so. (laughs) Um, yeah, this team, I... Before we get to your next question, Sean, I have no idea what to make of this team. Oh, it's very it, it's tough to get a handle on them. Again, another team, you know, uh, by point differential, worse than the Pacers and Bulls last year. <laughs> uh, so much upside, so many high picks, such a young team. It's so hard to get a handle on them because it's also like, what do you want to have around Giannis? 
Uh, I think you want shooters around Giannis. You basically just want to... You want to ape the Cavs, right? Isn't his closest... Like a guy like LeBron James or Kevin Durant actually the closest corollary to Giannis? I mean, I don't know that Giannis is super great at scoring in the same way those guys are. Like, he's he's... He has really good court vision. He's a good passer, and mm-hmm. he's really, really athletic. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's got like amazing footwork. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know if he has a lot of signature moves. His signature move seems to be that he can take off from a step behind the free throw line and dunk without traveling. Yeah, he can run the entire court in like four steps, um, <laughs> which is insane. Um, I don't know. I This team is so difficult because I think we're going to get another Giannis leap, actually. For some reason, I just firmly believe that, and I'll believe that until the day he dies, that the next year he's going to be better than he was the year before. Um, and if he co- if he shows up with a three-point shot, he's un- he's literally unstoppable, right? Yeah, he's very, very hard to stop. <laughs> it seems like the way that teams were stomping him in the playoffs was Toronto just kind of tried to beat him up. And that, that was, right. there wasn't quite enough around him to stop that from happening. Uh, breaking news, Sean. <gasps> uh, Tony Allen has signed with New Orleans. <gasps> I love it. Wow. That, <laughs> like, it's it's so weird to think that Tony Allen is like a gigantic difference maker, but he is for that team. Yeah, because... for a team with zero NBA players, he is. <laughs> well, I mean, he like you look at this team and you're like, wouldn't Tony Allen play forty minutes a night for that team? He's gonna have to, right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have they don't have any other wings, so. <laughs> Now, just can't... what you need around a team with DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis, a guy, uh, two guys who cannot shoot for the life of them. And yeah, I mean, Tony Allen and Rajon Rondo. <laughs> I mean, I think Rondo's going to be such a non-factor, but you know, I mean, he can guard guys on the perimeter. They need that. That's that's awesome. Good job, New Orleans. Uh, yeah, and good job, Shams, for uh, once again getting a scoop. Looks like Dante Cunningham is going to be going to Minnesota. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, all right, back to the Bucks. Um, so my questions. Yes. First question. What is the most insane thing Giannis can do on the court this season? Oh, boy. I think he might block a corner three on a play where he has a foot in the key while the ball is released. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I think he's going to dunk from the three-point line. <laughs> I think this is the year. <laughs> Just take off and soar. And they're going to have to figure out whether that's worth three or two points. Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> shout out to my dad, because no one, no one more than Giannis, I think, will make my dad think that traveling has occurred when right. it has not. <clears throat> no, he's... Look, of all the NBA players, uh, he is actually least likely to travel, um, I think, in the NBA. Um, Giannis, he's just brain-breaking to watch. 
All right, my next question is kind of a sad one. Uh, and it's, will Jabari Parker and Chris Middleton ever be healthy at the same time? Oh, boy. Yeah, it could be like... Well, isn't isn't that wasn't that the plot of the movie Hancock that <laughs> Will Smith and Charlize Theron had to be away from each other, uh, otherwise their powers would be sapped? I don't really remember Hancock. Uh, that is, I believe, the plot. Yes, to Hancock. It's so strange. Um, well, thank God that Hancock's nemesis is not in the Eastern Conference. I don't even remember who the bad guy in that movie was. Uh. I don't either. Um, Jason Bateman, maybe? I don't know. Um, (laughs) All right. Um, My next question. Do you think Jason Kidd regrets his rap song, What the Kid Did? Um, I mean, he should. He will. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned for the end of this episode where we will once again play What the Kid Did. I might play Um, it in full this time. We should probably talk more about this team because I think they're. This is a for sure playoff team. It seems like they need one more move, right? Uh huh. To be a real contender. Yeah, and it's and they're doing this in a situation where they really do not want to pay the luxury tax. Yeah, and that's a precarious place to be in. I mean, it just it just seems like they have too many centers. Yeah, and Greg Monroe, this is the first year where he might be valuable because he's an expiring contract, and it seems like expiring contracts are valuable again, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, and he's, I mean, he wasn't, he just seems like he's not an ideal fit, but he, he seems like he was fine last year. Yeah, he was pretty good. Like, Greg Monroe, uh, that's a weird thing, like, it's weird that he went to the Bucks, but he's kind of just been Greg Monroe this whole time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, what there do you... was one year he was very depressed, and that clearly affected his play. Well, what do you, what do you, if you were running the team, like where, where do you think you just think they need more shooting? I think they need a lot more shooting. I mean, because what, like Tony Snell is their best shooter. But right? what? Yes. Yeah, so what's your what's your closing five lineup for this team? Are you playing Giannis at five? I mean, I'd like to. I think that's pretty tight. So you, you go, play... you go like Brogdon, Snell, Parker, Middleton, Giannis. Giannis. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, so you kind of need somebody who's a little better than Tony Snell or like Tony. Yeah, Snell you'd or... want like JJ Redick because it it does feel like. If they do make a couple moves like that, suddenly you're like, oh, wow, these guys are awesome. Yeah. Well, um, and if they stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Because Parker was awesome when he was healthy last year. And the year before, when he was healthy, Middleton was awesome. And it actually seems like they have a... Pr- Again, if people are healthy, their bench is awesome. Right. Like, Thonmaker's probably going to be better. Toledovich yeah. can shoot. Uh, Delhi is a really he good was, backup guard. Toledovich was really bad last year, though. Do you think it's... Um, I just know he was like a, a guy you really wanted the Warriors to get. I did. I don't... I mean, I think he'll probably have a bounce back year. Yeah, so uh, they're going to need a little something from probably... Like, they, they need Rashad Vaughn to contribute a little bit. They need 
John Henson to get healthy enough to get traded somewhere else or <laughs> <laughs> like they 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 need they're they they have a lot of money tied up in the center position. Yeah. And their best center is on a rookie deal. Yeah. Um I mean I guess Greg Monroe is probably still better than Thonmaker, but yeah. Not for what you want this team to be doing. All right. Uh, so my last question, Sean, uh, this team is exciting because of Giannis, but aside from him, sort of depressing, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they should be, it's just Jabari Parker should be lots of fun, but actually he's lots of sad because he keeps getting hurt. Yeah. I think if they were healthy, they'd be just fun. I agree. Milwaukee's but they're fun, not great fans. <laughs> good looking jerseys. Yeah, uh, it's tight. They're, they're a playing bummer. a throwback game in their old arena. That's going to be dope. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your be bold prediction, Sean? Canelo, be bold. My be bold prediction is that um, Jason Kidd has another incident where he throws <laughs> some kind of consumable food or liquid. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. But he's thrown a cookie and he's thrown a soda. Mm-hmm. I think it might even be like a pie this time. But but it'll be, That's pretty it'll good. be some kind of food-based <clears throat> strategy or angry lash out. I'm going to say cheese. It's Wisconsin. Uh, oh, yeah, He's going right. to throw some cheese. Oh, some curds. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. All right, uh, my be bold prediction mm-hmm. uh, is that Giannis somehow wins Most Improved Player again. Wow, the, the most <laughs> improvingest. He's been he's been he's been top seven in the Most Improved rankings every every year of his career except yeah. his rookie year, <laughs> where he almost won it given what people thought of him going into that draft. <laughs> Yeah, he could be the first most improved slash most valuable player winner. I mean, um, if he wins the MVP, he's definitely the most improved, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, and, I mean, he's – I think he's going to be a legitimate MVP candidate. Yeah. Um. All right, Sean. Their over-under is 47.5. What do you think? Uh, I like the team that over-unders – just way too high. I don't really. So they got to be. They got to be six games better than their record, and eight games better than their Pythagorean win loss. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot of games. Like I, I still. They could. And you know, it's just. It's. It's the East. They could be the four seed and win like forty four, forty five games. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I'm going. Not hating, but I'm going under that number. Uh, I'm betting on Giannis taking a huge leap, and I'm taking the over. I think they're going to win 48 to 49 games. Yeah, I mean, I, I think just, Giannis I is going to be able to shoot. Yeah, I just i I'm not really sold on their their personnel. Um, yeah. Totally fair. Yeah. I mean, our entire conversation has been me being like, I don't know what to make of this team. I'm taking the over. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, for some reason, I, I'm taking the over. Uh, 
it is weird though that like their most exciting young player has been on the team for six years now, and their second most exciting young player was like the oldest rookie in history. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, it's time, Sean. Mm-hmm. It's it's time to talk about last year's Eastern Conference champion, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, their record was somehow only fifty-one and thirty-one. They had a point differential of plus three. Their expected win-loss, 51-31. and 31. Uh, They said goodbye to Kyrie Flat Earth Irving, Daron Flat Hair Williams, Andrew uh, Flat Tax Bogut, and Larry Flat Smoke Bong Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had all four. Um, they said hello to Isaiah, King of the Hip, Thomas. Jay, I am upset at the fans, Crowder. Derek, oh my god, Rose. <laughs> Jeff, oh, no one is happy with Jeff Green. Ante Zizic and Jose, NBA champion Calderon. Yeah, get that <laughs> ring, baby. <laughs> Uh, Sean, you had a question for this team. I do have a question for this team. It's, are all these acquisitions going to cut into C.D. Osman's playing time? Uh, it's Chetty Osman. Chetty Osman. Uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Although I do think he will be more useful than Jeff Green, oh. because Jeff Green sucks. Jeff Green, man. <laughs> <laughs> um... So my questions are, first, does Derrick Rose think this super team is better or worse than the super team he was on last year? I think he thinks, man, it would be great if he's like, wish we wish we had Noah, man. <laughs> me, and Noah, me and Noah took it to LeBron once. In 2011, we'll do it again. I, yeah, I think he thinks that the Knicks were better on paper. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. Because Derrick Rose missed a lot of games and sometimes didn't show up, he probably saw hoodie mellow a disproportionate amount compared to in-game mellow. Mm-hmm. And was like, this guy's the best player I've ever seen. <laughs> Obviously, this is a super team. Um. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So, serious question here. If this team is healthy, is this team better or worse than last year? Um, I think Jay Crowder's going to be really useful, and I think not having Darren Williams is going to be very useful. Like, like I'm I'm not a Derrick Rose fan, but I, I can't imagine that Derrick Rose is worse on defense than Darren Williams was last year. You know, right? Like it's they they basically couldn't really take Kyrie out of the game, um, and not like Isaiah Thomas is going to really. Boy, Isaiah Thomas was better than Kyrie Irving last year. Yes, yes. I just mean defensively. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean that to me is like a wash. Um, I mean, this team couldn't really play defense last year, and they're not going to play defense this year. I and mean, Crowder were, is better on defense. They were truly amazing on offense, and 
I mean, if Isaiah Thomas is healthy, there's a certain element that he's kind of a better fit than Kyrie in some ways because he's a better shooter, especially if he's catching and shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't make the same kind of... Well, here's the thing. Isaiah Tom- Kyrie Irving's big thing is that he makes crazy layups at the rim and occasionally gets really hot shooting from three and is very hard to stop. Isaiah right. Thomas um, also hits crazy shots near the rim and but is like just more generally consistent from three point mm-hmm. range. Like I don't I don't know what the numbers are exactly, but I think Isaiah's a he's a really good three point shooter, right? I think he and Kyrie are like the same. Let me look that up and okay, make let's, sure. Let's but... you look up Kyrie, I'll look up Isaiah. Okay. So career for Isaiah Thomas thirty six point seven percent. Three point shooter. Uh shot thirty eight percent last year. Um Yeah, he's his at worst he's thirty four and a half percent. At best he's thirty nine percent. That's very consistent. <laughs> um, um and he averaged right, so, twenty nine points a game last year on forty six percent shooting. So yeah, career Kyrie's a thirty eight percent three point shooter mm-hmm. and last year shot thirty nine percent. Thirty nine nine, so forty percent from three. Uh, I think I think Kyrie. The difference is Kyrie is a very good off the dribble three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't think he did that that much in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Kyrie actually didn't shoot as many threes as you thought, and I actually know this from listening to uh, that other podcast Kevin Durant was on. That weirdly, last year Kyrie shot forty four percent on catch and shoot threes, uh-huh. uh, which is an insane number. But again, did not shoot them very much because he likes to dribble a lot more than just shooting an open shot. Uh-huh. Um, but I tend to think when it comes to LeBron's teammates and catch and shoot threes, that number is always going to be like three percent higher when you play with LeBron. So I'm guessing. Isaiah will shoot about the same. That's just my... If he's healthy, that's my prediction. I think that's fair. Um, I think I think Cleveland is probably slightly worse. That's my, that's my answer. Even with Jay Crowder, who will be very helpful to get them an extra body. Um, but I guess it, it's hard for me to consider this not knowing that Isaiah is hurt, you know? Right. I think if they're healthy, they're better. They're actually much better, actually. Because they're just younger well, they, with Jay they... Crowder. <laughs> just by adding Jay Crowder, they're way younger. Like, that's those are minutes Richard Jefferson doesn't have to play. Well, and, you know, Derek Rose, uh, say what you will about him. You know, his his age is something that the Cavs have not seen on their bench in quite some time. Like, a guy who was, <laughs> a guy who was born at the tail end of Reagan's presidency. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like he's gonna... uh, I think he's going to be fucking terrible though. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on how he can play with LeBron. I just don't think he's going to be terrible. Like he's, he's, I wouldn't want him on my team, but if you're looking for a backup point guard, who's making the minimum, I don't know. You could take a shot on a 20, on a 29 year old, 
you know. I think oh, God, I he's heard... older than I thought. He's older than <laughs> I... I thought. I think they're going to have that backup point guard on the minimum that's pretty good and his name will be Dwayne Wade by like <laughs> Oh, oh that's well, that's the thing. Okay, they are going to be better then. Because Jay Crowder and Dwayne Wade uh, right. and Isaiah Thomas and a is healthy better. Isaiah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he gets healthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, then that is better than Kyrie because they're adding Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, my next question for you is: Is this the year LeBron's going to go hard all year? I'm saying I've become more convinced, not by anything except just basketball experts saying it. He's this is like the last year in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and as such, and this this is like a thought that LeBron could try to win an MVP instead. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I don't, I think that I think those days are done. I think he's still not only is he saving his body for the playoffs, he's saving his body for like twenty twenty two. See, I disagree. I think he's going to go really hard. I think he is kind of embarrassed that, like, there's a narrative out there that somebody wouldn't want to play with him. And I think he's going to come out and play hard all the time. Plus, with the less back-to-backs, the rest before national TV games, they have a lot of national TV games. I think we're going to see, like, a vintage LeBron year. Um, and it might be the last one where he tries really hard all year. I mean, it's not, it's not impossible to win an MVP at, like, 33. Is he going to be yeah. 33 at the end of the year? Yeah, he's 33 right. in December. Did you know Scottie Pippen walked the runway at Fashion Week? I did not know that. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> um, all right. Next question. Did we get all of our Cavs drama out of the way in the off season, or is there more to come? Uh, there's going to be way more to come. <laughs> all right, so predict one, predict some drama, predict a, predict a story, Sean. All right, I'm going to say it's going to be Kevin Love related again. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love's going to have a nagging injury, and somebody who's not LeBron but seems really connected to LeBron is going to make some like faux motivational thing that uh, makes a real obscure reference to the body part that Kevin Love is alleged to be malingering about. <laughs> All right. I think in mid-December they're going to lose three games in a row, and LeBron James is going to unfollow every single person on Twitter except for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> That'll be amazing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It has to, it's going to be like I wonder if there's a new technology that we're not aware of that's going to be taking off that we're going to be seeing like somehow you know some like some weird video sharing thing is going to blow up among millennials <laughs> and that's the area where all it happens. I'll tell you where it won't be. Mark Cuban's Cyberdust. It will not be Cyberdust. <laughs> no, it won't be All Cyberdust. Right. Uh, one last question, or no, two last questions. Do the Cavs trade the Brooklyn pick at some point in this season to get better? Hmm, it's so interesting. I think they will trade the Brooklyn pick, and then LeBron will still leave. <laughs> All right, uh, last question, Sean. 
Yes. Oh, by the way, uh, they've revived their arena renovation project. Oh, good. And so they will be extending their lease until 2034. Wow. How old will LeBron James Jr. be in 2034? (laughs) Um, All right, Sean. Last question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even though this team has the best player in the league and made the finals three years in a row, it's sort of depressing, right? Instead, they're kind of depressing, yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your be bold prediction for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Sean? Canelo, be bold! Uh, get, let me do this one second. Sure. Okay. I think LeBron James is staying. That's bold. That's my bold prediction. I'm being bold, Canelo. That's a and, pretty... Uh, look. Kevin Durant said he's staying. That's the first person we've heard from who actually knows LeBron James. <laughs> right, right. I right. think he's staying. <laughs> uh huh. And I actually think this trade makes him more likely to stay. Why well, trading th- Kyrie? I do agree with that. Like for sure, that makes him more likely to stay. Um, it yeah, because it's this weird thing where it it probably isn't going to be the Warriors, but I don't know what he's going to do that will. So. In the last three years, it really seems like LeBron James and just a bunch of hard-nosed defensive players who can hit threes can beat anyone in the in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Like, like, obviously, they can't play 48 minutes, but, like, the most unstoppable LeBron permutation was, like, him and Delhi and Channing Frye and Richard Jefferson and Tristan Thompson or something like, yeah. you know, it's – and J.R., you know, so I it, it would surprise me so much if he went to the West, I guess. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I would, if I were LeBron James, I would rather make the finals and lose every year than lose in the Western Conference finals every year. Yeah, and I even think that your, your closest competitor, the Boston Celtics, still are kind of on a timeline to be really good in like five years. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't think they're better than the Cavs yet. They're probably going to have a better regular season record, but um, yeah, that's good. Um, My bold, my bold claim is that Kevin Love is finally going to start his music career. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to get like a Barry Zito esque leak of something from a recording studio, possibly in retaliation from someone else in the Cleveland organization. Uh, I have a prediction. It will be produced by the Chainsmokers. Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) Um, All right. Sean, Mm -hmm. their over-under is 51 games. What? Or 53 and a half, excuse me. 53 and a half. They won 51 last year. What do you think is going to happen? I'm going to pick a slight... Under, just because Isaiah Thomas is hurt. And that's Um, a lot of Derrick Rose until he's back. Sure. Uh, Sean, this is a division we have disagreed on a lot. Yes. Because I think LeBron James is going to try all year, and I think the East is way worse than it was last year, and I think it's going to be a very easy over. 
Right. I think they're winning 55 to 60 games. Wow. You have more faith in the joints of J.R. Smith and Kevin Love than I do. I don't think it matters who's playing as LeBron is trying hard. Um, again, we forgot to put the poll up for last week's what are it's time for our our game. Last last week we forgot to put the poll up. I will put it up today uh, and we'll have the answer to both questions. But it's time for our game, Sean. What is J.R. Smith doing right now? Oh, my God. Okay, well, we can agree that there's no possible way he's wearing a shirt, right? Uh, correct. So I think I'm going to say, hmm, I think that he is playing basketball skins versus skins and <laughs> drinking Hennessy out of there's a Gatorade cooler full of Hennessy. Oh the Henny God. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> um I think he is currently he he's he's woke now. Don't forget, we have woke Jr. now. Uh, and he was also at uh, Hillary Clinton's rally, if you remember right, in Ohio the day before the election. And I think he is proofreading Hillary Clinton's book about that election. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, he's trying to write his uh, jacket quote. Hillary has asked him what JR thinks of her new book. Um, all right, Sean. So that poll will be up later this week as well, and we'll have the answer to both polls also later this week. Um, Sean, is there anything you would like to plug right now? Um, you go see go see the it's the same plugs as every week. Uh, yeah, go but see the do business. Them. Yeah, do them. Go see the business every Monday at Little Joy in Echo Park. Uh, get there early; it fills up. Go watch and follow the the Everything Report on Instagram or YouTube. Subscribe to all of them. Like the Facebook posts and even like the tweets. Why not? And mm-hmm. uh, oh, and I've got a new yard barker column on the. NFL season. I know it's. I know this is a basketball podcast, but uh, just the same sports nonsense from me on yardbarker.com. Mm-hmm. As always, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where two twenty six fifteen, I tweeted that fucking dress is black and blue. Is everyone else on drugs? <laughs> Oh, man, I think I know my Halloween costume. I'm going as that dress. <laughs> and uh, as always, guys, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go home.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.